Good afternoon, Sacramento. This is Verbal on Verbal Radio here on KUBU 96.5 FM. Hope you're enjoying your afternoon drive. We have a great show in line for you today. Enjoy this quick song by Mambo Sauce. The song is called Miracles. KUBU 96.5 FM. That was Miracles by Mambo Sauce. And speaking of going for it, we're in the studio today with someone who really goes for it. One of the highest decorated journalists on the West Coast of the United States. Her name is Genoa Barrow. Genoa, how are you today? I'm good. I don't know if that's your theme song or mine because it's speaking to my soul. Miracles. Miracles. You got to believe, right? Indeed. Genoa, so tell us a little bit about yourself. The people of Sacramento here 
have obviously read your work. Uh, you are multi-published artist. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I am a professional journalist. I'm an author. I, I say I write, therefore I am. Uh, I'm a Bay Area native, but I, I've called Sacramento home for 23 uh, years. Um, and I just, I like you said, I, I, I'm trying to live my best life. Um, I wear many hats. Uh, just try to wear them well. Well, I can I can definitely uh, understand that. I was actually in the audience of your of one of your more recent uh, poetry readings over at the Brick House Art Gallery off of Broadway. Uh, you have a new book out, right? Yes, yes, yes. And thank you again for coming out and supporting. Uh, I have a new book of poetry. It's actually my second book, but my first book of poetry. It's called Seven by Seven, Kudos and Quinsabas, Something for My Sisters. Something for My Sisters. Something I, for My Sisters. I like the ring of that. Yes. Uh, did you? Would you happen to, to, to have a poem that you'd like to share? Um, I, I, can I share a little bit? A little bit later. Sure, I, yeah, we don't want to give them too much too yeah, fast. Yeah, give anyway. it too much. You know, yeah. So you are also a journalist, right? Yes, I'm a I'm a journalist, uh, and I, I work for the Sacramento Observer, um, local um, black owned uh, paper. I've been with them for 23 years. Uh, I'm senior staff writer, uh, long longevity, um, and still doing it, showing them how it's done. Showing them how to how to do it. Yeah. So you've been writing for the Observer for twenty three years, all here in Sacramento. Yes. yes. Wow. So you've been able to cover, I would imagine, a range of topics. Yes. Yes. And when you're, in, you know, it's a small newspaper. We say uh, we're small, but we do mighty things. Uh, and so I, I've I've had the the privilege uh, of covering uh, a lot of different uh, topics and covering uh, different people um, over the the years. What's What's one of the more interesting? Uh, Topics that stands out to you that you've covered in the 23-year experience you've had? Well, definitely um, the last couple of years been covering uh, COVID and the, the fallout and impact uh, of COVID uh, changed, you know, all our lives, whatever you, you your position is on it or what you want to say about it, uh, our lives uh, changed. Um, and how we do things, how I do my job changed. So definitely uh, COVID has um um, been interesting in the many facets uh, of COVID um, covering that. Um, but I, get, I mean, I get to cover uh, government. I get to cover health um, concerns. Um, but I do I do get to do some fun things as well. Uh, so um, I just I always say it, there's always something going on and there's always a new person, a new voice uh, to uh, tell stories. I like that. There's a new person and a new voice to tell stories. I got a story to tell. Yeah. Would you like to hear it? Yeah, sure. Once upon a time. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's how That's how you know it's a good one. Uh, no, yeah, once upon a time. That's how a uh, good rap song start too. Once upon a time. Once upon a time, not yeah, long yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You, I actually, my writing career actually started out, I was going to be a rapper, <laughs> and my name was G Wiz. G Wiz. G Wiz. And no, I don't have any other raps oh, from back on. in the day. Burnt that notebook long time ago. You got to spit a rap. Uh, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, G Wiz, that's such a good name. Uh, uh, that, yeah, that's that, that's that G thing. But no, that I channeled uh, uh, my, my writing skills <laughs> in a more productive manner for me. But I, I am a child of hip hop and it does influence. Um, Sort of, you know, everything, but it influences uh, how I see things and the way I write. I, I believe that's 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 really remarkable because uh, you know often hip hop is attacked as as being like something that undermines people's uh, ability to see things objectively. It, it, it's attacked as uh, being being full of violence and degradation. So to to hear that that hip hop has positively inspired you to not only be a creative writer, um, but but a journalist. Furthermore, uh, I like to see those different sides of the coin. So, G Wiz, can I call you G Wiz? Uh, you can call me G Wiz, but I answered to Genoa. Oh, <laughs> you just, just clap back at me. No, 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 this your show. You can you can call me G Wiz. I mean, I, I think we should. I think we should put it to the to the to the listeners uh, and ask them which one do they prefer. Uh, I mean, no. 
You know, because you, you, you're Genoa on paper. Yes. But in person, it's G Wiz, homie. Uh, or I've been called, I mean, I've been called many things. Uh, so my friends, uh, some of my friends call me uh, G Money. Uh, so, so good GB, GG. Uh, that's my brother from another uh, mother. He calls me GG. Um, my boss calls me GB sometimes. Um, you know, I've, I've been called uh, in the community. I've been called Guinevere, Gwendolyn, uh, all kinds of things. But well, you know, you I know, know my, who I am. You know what my grandma says. What does what grandma say? What it ain't what they say? call you. It's what you answer to. That's true. Like you, you can call true. me anything you want, just that's, not for money. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, and, and make sure you get it right on my check. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Put some respect on Put some on respect it. on my name. Yep. So, speaking of respect, uh, I understand that you just got another award. Yes, I did. Tell us about that. Oh, wonderful. Thank you for asking. Um, yes, I, I went to Santa Rafael to pick it up, too. Uh, I got an award, uh, Best Reporting, uh, or Excellence in Reporting Award from the California Grand Jurors Association uh, for some coverage that I did in the paper. Uh, actually, uh, in 2020, started in 2020 when I broke the story about Sacramento County um, using um, the, or giving um, the bulk of its uh, CARES Act money, federal money uh, for the COVID uh, relief uh, to the Sheriff's Department uh, to balance the budget. And um, that led to, um, you know, outrage in the community once it was known that that money was spent in that manner. Uh, and eventually it led to a grand jury, a Sacramento County grand jury, uh, did an investigation for uh, a whole year um, before coming out with a report uh, that, that said that, um, that found that the Sacramento County, in this third words, abandoned um, the community um, by... Um, misusing the money that way and so um the sacramento county grand jury nominated me for this award and the state grand jurors association presented me with the award. they selected me as the winner so best in the state represent yes that's g whiz y'all yes also g borrow <laughs> so that that um I, I do remember when i first got to california that was the topic of conversation um, was the was the uh, I think was the what are they called the county supervisors? Yes, no, had um, had, had spent that money on the law enforcement departments. Um, so what got you into that story? What was the what was the crumb that you noticed and uh, that made well, you say, "Let me follow this"? <laughs> well, actually, we had uh, a whistleblower um, that felt that you know how in the community. Well, there, there's a saying that said, "Was done in the dark." And a lot of times uh, things are, are done in the dark. Um, and I, um, Dr. Hazel Mahone, I always quote her, uh, uh, pioneering educator uh, uh, in this region. Uh, she says, you, you know, if you're not at the if you're not at the table, you're probably on the menu. Uh, and so um, I use that 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 saying as an exa example of um, what, when people do things in the dark, uh, if you're not at the table, you, you might not notice. Uh, and so, like I said, we had a, um, a whistleblower who, who felt the community needed to know uh, what was going on and how the money was being spent. Uh, I, I do have to ask you, uh, and, and forgive me for not knowing this ahead of time, and, and you don't have to answer this, um, but I would imagine that like when you, when you as a journalist are investigating a story that has long-lasting implications where mm -hmm. people's jobs may be affected mm -hmm. and their careers may be affected mm -hmm. is there ever a time in there where you feel like personally like you may be uh unsafe like like you may be in danger for for investigating this or breaking the story or like some sort of reprisal um might come about um i mean it depends um and i i would say oftentimes it's like story first right but you also have to 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 think about those things and it depends on you know what the story is and sort of the level of, you know, the possibility of, of reprisal. But I can't, I can't live my life like that, you know. So it's like I'm, I'm, I'm doing my job, um, and um, how do I say it? Uh, You're doing I, a great job. I'm from, I'm from West Oakland and Richmond. Uh, you want to try me? Try me. 
I think uh, I think I, <laughs> I think I think that I think that, that that some folks will get exactly what you just said. I think I felt a little tingle go down my spine. Uh, I'm from Richmond. I'm hey, I, I'm, te- I, I'm Genoa Barrow on paper, but in on the streets, I'm, I'm telling, G Wiz. I'm telling. But all, all jokes aside, and that really wasn't a joke. But <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I said, like I said. Um, it could be in the back of your mind, uh, and we've covered, you know, some, I want to say, some other things that I think the possibility for that kind of thing was more, you know, real. Um, the threat that, or the thought that, you know, if I say this, it's going to bring me in the crosshairs of this. But, you know, you know we're, 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 we're professionals, and we have to, you know, we have to do our, you know, we have to tell those stories. And then sometimes, I mean, if it's not, I mean, you just can't do what you can't do. Um, um, because, you know, I like, I like my life, um, you know, and I don't, I don't have a bodyguard, <laughs> uh, but typically, um, uh, it, that hasn't been a problem in the 23 years that I've worked for, uh, the paper or the paper kept those like threats and things cause, uh, away from us, um, and sort of squelch them before they become a thing. Uh, we're, I mean, we're a black owned newspaper. Um, you know, I'm sure we get you know, people say things, people send, you know, this ignorance uh, through the mail. Uh, and now, you know, with the, the prevalence of like email and social social media and things like that, um, they can say, uh, but say different things. But, you know, pretty for the most part, you know, uh, our, our, our boss keeps that away from us. Oh, that sounds that sounds interesting. So who's the who's the head of the uh, Sacramento Observer? Who's 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 running that show? Oh, that's LL. No, that's Larry Lee. Um, he uh, his parents uh, were one of the the original um, founders of the paper. Uh, uh, Bill uh, Bill Lee, Doctor Bill Lee, and Catherine uh, C. Lee uh, have both gone on to their glory and left you know a legacy of uh, of of greatness uh, and Larius. Carry, oh, I'm sorry. Larry is carrying on the legacy. Uh, we had a, a, a team of, uh, of writers, uh, and I said Larry Lee is the um, the publisher now. Um, and like I said, uh, we I've been working for the paper for 23 years. Uh, we have uh, my, my my colleague, uh, my brother uh, in the word, uh, Antonio uh, Harvey. Some folks know him as Tony Ray Harvey. Uh, we've been um, building uh, something, uh, I think, um, lasting uh, together. And now we have a new group uh, uh, of folks um, that are, again, carrying on the legacy. The paper is about to celebrate 60 years, uh, and that's nothing to, um, you know, sneeze at. Um, 60 years uh, publishing, being in the ethnic press, fighting for, you know, legitimacy every day, fighting for access. Um, and like you, you mentioned that the story um, that I got the award for, I broke that story. Uh, and that's important to say, you know, I don't necessarily, you know, pat myself on the back, you know, on a regular basis. But um, we do, we, we, we do, you know, groundbreaking. We do, you know, impactful uh, journalism, uh, and I want people to to know that off top. Well, thank you for uh, one. Thank you for your impactful journalism because I do feel that the people of Sacramento deserve to have someone who is allowing transparency um, in what's happening in the community around them. And thank you for being brave enough to tell those stories so that people are informed. Um, I think it's really interesting that your journalism career started around the same time as the internet. And so many uh, newspapers or magazines even, like print uh, outlets, have gone under because they just could not keep up with the growing landscape of uh, digital news. And here you are winning awards for your journalism in print. Yeah, we. I, I just think we've been we've been blessed, you know, all around. You know, the last, you know, two years definitely. You know, during COVID, you know, a number of papers, you know, went under, uh, and under uh, Larry's uh, leadership, uh, we're, we're still around. You know, and we're still you know growing and building where others you know haven't, uh, unfortunately, and even before that, you know, uh, especially you know ethnic press, but. Um, just in general, newspapers. I mean, if you look at you know the the leading, you know, say leading me- mainstream uh, papers uh, in this area. I mean, they're getting smaller and smaller. 
uh, as you know digital but I, I also say like um, the foundation you know um, if you know the fundamentals you know the you know the the foundation of like good journalism no matter where you know it, it, that that that's always going to be you know your your salvation you know and I think uh, we have that so yeah. speaking of foundations uh, where did you study journalism? Oh, okay. Thank you. I love talking about uh, uh, my roots. Um, I started out um, at, uh, and actually uh, they just got an honor, um, the advocate um, at Contra Costa College, the campus paper um, uh, at Contra Costa College, and they were just named uh, the winningest uh, community college campus paper in the nation by the uh, Associate C uh, Collegiate Press, which is the college version of AP. Uh, and um, that's where I got my foundation. Started out as, you know, a, a staff writer, went to opinion editor, went to, uh, you know, editor-in-chief. Uh, and, I mean, I would not be here uh, today doing, you know, what I do and what I love to do you know, 25, 26 years later, if not for um, the advisor, uh, journalism guru, uh, education guru, uh, Paul DeBolt, uh, recently retired um, during the pandemic. Uh, but he built, I mean, we're, we're everywhere doing everything, and it's because of him. And then I went on to, um, to uh, San Jose State, um, and I eventually became the uh, editor uh, of the daily, uh, the Spartan daily there. Um, and from there, that's where, um, I met Larry Lee. He was my, my editor. Uh, and then I came, I came to uh, Sacramento. So, um, my foundation though, I, I, I have to give all the credit to, uh, Paul DeBoat. Um, he, he shined a gem, like, you know, say, um, a diamond in the rough, because I, yeah, I like diamonds, but uh, <laughs> he, 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 he saw something in me and, you know, I'm still here because of it. So you, you definitely seem to enjoy writing. Um, you have, you, you do your journalism, you have your poems, you write your books. So when, when did you discover in life that like, this is what I like to do. Oh yeah. Writing, oh, man, like, and I, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm also an avid reader. Uh, and I, I used to read, I mean, long before I, I wrote, but um, I grew up, like I said, I, I grew up in West Oakland and I just spent hours and hours at the West Oakland Public Library. Um, it was around the corner from where we lived and we just, I mean, I would spend hours and hours and hours just like, you know, reading books and um, and so I used to, that's how I started. Like I would read books and I didn't like the endings and I would change you know, the endings, uh, and that's how I sort of started with, with that. And I, I mean, liked poetry, you know, Langston Hughes and Gwendolyn Brooks, and, you know, like, I mean, that's just writing. I love it. So it's, it's been a passion of yours from, from childhood. From, from day one. And who would you, so you said you mentioned Langston Hughes. Uh, who are some of, who do you feel are the poets who influenced you the most man um like I, w I would say you know nikki giovanni um you know langston black langston, langston Hughes. like when you say like the, the poets of the black like renaissance um but then like i i also like you know we were talking earlier you and i were talking about the um the poets of sacramento just like you know i think like poets uh, who who speak like actually activism you know like they talk about the things that they see in life right whether that's you know i'm saying good or bad not necessarily good or bad but like just like the same thing with, with rap the same thing with you know hip-hop um you know there's and the beauty i think of hip-hop the same thing with poetry is that there's so many perspectives right and there's so always somebody bringing something new and taking it to another level you know i um i'll use the example um um Kyrie Malik Moore, he used to have this poem, uh, and it was like pastors and pimps. And so, like, he, he would start talking about, like, the comparison, and I was like, damn, that's dope, right? <laughs> and so, like, just, just yeah, yeah, I just, I try to, I try to listen and gleam, you know, different things from different people, and then it, like, empowers me to, you know, even if I'm not, like, I don't consider myself, like, I'm not a spoken word artist, right? So it's like, I can't, I, 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 I have 
brain over like information overload so i can't like memorize things right now so like but like i'll go to poetry events and i'm just like in awe right um because of the way you know they put you know uh, pen to paper uh it's just like game recognized game i guess uh and so it's just a different um a different uh, aspect but you know growing up like i said uh, black renaissance um um just you know poets that spoke to like my experience uh i grew up you know like in a neighborhood that you know the panthers you know were like you know prevalent and you know the found like the foundation so yeah it's um that, that that's remarkable um i definitely want to want to touch base a little bit about the sacramento poetry scene um there are some amazing poets here yes. in sacramento yes. and a lot of them just got recognized uh at sacramento's poetry day by the poet laureate of sacramento uh andrew defay i believe it's how you pronounce his mm. last name um and it was just a great event and some of the poetry was so moving that uh it actually got me all choked up and emotional um you gonna start writing poetry yeah i feel like my whole life is a poem yeah uh, it's, it's just it's been a journey you know uh i think mine would probably start out with something like uh i was born by the river in a little tent okay and just like that. No, wait, steal, that's not mine. Steal, yeah, you gonna steal that man's? I mean, okay, don't do that. I make it sound good though. Uh, well, he made it sound good. Yeah, but I can't sing. So okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't do that. KUBU ninety six point five FM. We're gonna have a quick break for announcements, and we'll be back in about sixty seconds. Stay tuned. We are here with Genoa Barrow. I said her name wrong again. I'ma hurt you. <laughs> Genoa Barrow. Yeah, get it right. I'm sorry. She's intimidating. I'm not. I have never won an award, and she's like highly decorated. So it's the whole thing. KUBU ninety six point five LP FM. The voice of Sacramento. We'll be right back after these announcements. These announcements. These announcements. These announcements. Welcome back to KUBULPFM. This is Verbal Adam, the host of The Verbal Radio, here in the studio with Genoa Barrow. See, I said it right this time. Yes. I don't want to get beat up. Y'all don't even know Mm-mm. what went down during that break. I tell you right now, but I made it in one piece. Thank goodness for that. So just don't say her name wrong or you're going to meet G-Wiz. So, Genoa. Yeah. So I, I imagine uh, growing up in, in, in Oakland and uh, Richmond, you've had some interesting experiences. <laughs> yeah, to say the least. You want to share any of them? No, I'm gonna save that for my memoirs. Oh, see, that's the plug, y'all. That's how. That's how. See, that's how they rope you in into buying the book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have several. How many books? And are I you? plan to after. Well, I have two books. Um, but I have like, I have at the moment of my own. I have like seven more in the works. You have seven books in the works? Yeah, I do. And people get asking me, like, you know, why why are you trying to do, you know, all this stuff at once? It sounds crazy. Um, but if anything, uh, the last two years have taught us, uh, taught me, I know, that, you know, tomorrow's not promised. Um, get it done. Uh, isn't that what the song said? Uh, you got to go for it. You got to yeah. go for it. Get it while you can get it. And so that's where that's where I'm at. And so I'm trying to. You know, leave my own legacy, you know. I want to see my name on, on the bookshelf, you know. You know, I really respect that. I think that it's very important for people to, the one, discover what they're passionate about and then consistently do it. Uh, because, you know, you don't have all of the time in the world. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's not guaranteed. Mm-mm. And, you know, if you have something in your heart, something that's pulling you, something that's compelling you, you you owe it to yourself to explore that. Yeah, you got to make time for it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I have, I mean, I have many, many, like, jobs. I have my, you know, nine to five. You know, I'm also, you know, a mom. Uh, and then, you know, but you have to make time. And so when I was writing um, the 7 by 7 book, uh, and I had given myself a, a certain time frame in which to do it. And so it was like every waking moment was that, you know, every, you know, 
And I would write, you know, say, okay, I'm going to write this poem. I'm going to write a poem, you know, about, you know, and each poem, because that's why it's something for my sisters. And so it's uh, 49 um, poems uh, in the Guansaba format, um, and they're dedicated to, to, to women that I know, women, you know, I still wish I, I could interview, um, my, my wish list. And um, I would just write. It was just like, okay, I'm going to write about this person. And it would just come to me, you know. Uh, I might be waiting for, you know, the Walgreens to open in the morning, right? And so I was like, I'm sitting there uh, waiting for the store to open, and I got my, my notepad or my, even my phone, and I'm just writing. Uh, and I think, you know, we have to push ourselves to do the stuff uh, that we want uh, to do and make it happen. Uh, who else is going to make it happen? You know, that, that's, that's it right there. You know, I don't think that um, – I think that, that for myself when I was a lot younger, I used to, like, just imagine not necessarily it would fall out of the sky, but, like, I used to imagine that one day I'd walk into a coffee shop and, like, some award-winning director would be sitting there and be like, you, you're the person I've been looking for to play this role in the movie. And then, you know, it's all success and fame from there. Obviously, it that still didn't happen. Ha- it could still happen. Like, I did a story not too long ago on um, an author um, uh, down in, in Southern California, but she wrote a book um, about um, Juneteenth, and she had written a poem, and um, it was on the Internet. And she said it lived on the Internet for like, you know, 17 years, I, I believe she said. And someone was looking up, um, someone from a publishing company was just looking at, you know, different things, uh, researching Juneteenth. They came across her poem and they reached out to her, found her, reached out to her and said, hey, would you be interested in turning your your poem that had lived on the Internet for 17 years? And she wasn't worried about it. And so, uh, but they were like, are you interested, would you be interested in turning that poem into a children's book? And she was like, heck yeah. So it, it, I mean, it can it can happen. Uh, well, that that's amazing. Let, let me say that first. I want that to happen to me. You know, but the 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 one of the things that I take away from that story is she actually did the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she put it out there first. Yes. And then it came back. So 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 my thing was, I hadn't done the work. Oh, okay. Therefore, I'm just like you know, it's gonna happen because I'm beautiful. You know, so that definitely didn't go that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still beautiful though, but I didn't uh, get the. I didn't. Yeah. The directors never, you know, found me in, in the local Starbucks and was like, uh, "Hey, let's let's go." You shoot ain't gonna, you're not gonna be Idris, the next Idris. No, no, no. I would be more like. Um, actually, I'd have to Craig make Craig Robinson. All right, if one more person calls oh, me Craig Robinson, because you know, just because I got an afro and, and a <laughs> that, beard, that's, people that's like, what it is. That's "Oh what yeah, it is. you're the dude from Hot Tub Time." I no, said I'm Idris not. first. Yeah, that's true, but but I haven't got the British accent, right? Oh yeah, oh stop. You now. know, Idris is Idris is smooth. You oh, know what he, I mean? And he, plus, you know, I, I will say while we're on the topic of Idris Elba, uh, you know, I'm from the East Coast, so when my first introduction to Idris was The Wire. Wire, yeah, yeah. And be more. I mean, for years of watching The Wire, I never knew he was British. Cause he hides it. A lot of actually, a lot of um, the young man that's on that show, all all American. With the football players, mm-hmm. he he he's British too. Like he has the accent, but you can't tell when they do the lines. And and that that part is amazing to me. Yeah, like they, and then I guess they work at it. Like Idris and the Wire, he didn't oh. he didn't just nail. He, he don't the, have to hide anything. He didn't. He I didn't, take it. No, I'm sorry. No, you could. He he didn't <laughs> just nail the act the uh, American act in the ghetto accent, but like the mannerisms. Like I grew up in the hood. And um, like his character, the way he delivered got, it, I was British like, too. "That's true. That's true." One of my British friends was telling me that they call, you know, what they call the ghetto in uh, in, in in London. What they call it, the estates. Oh. Uh, like if you see in America, if you live in the estates, you live in a nice part. No, there's some probably some projects called the estates too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so back home in D.C., you know how you can tell if something is a, a a ghetto or or a nice neighborhood. Oh. Uh, if it has heights in the name. Oh, oh. It's a ghetto. Oh. So, like, Columbia Heights, Fairmont Heights, Anacostia Heights. That's all. You, that's uh, where you're going to go got, and, and be the got, victim we of got a crime. Some height, we got some heights. But you know what? Like I said, I grew up in West Oakland, right? And I was always taught that, like, you know, there, there's more beyond this block, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, it's a, it's a mentality, um, like, and I to refused. To see the world as something bigger. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I was born, like, like, and, and what like, like, I was born in a neighborhood that like you know it was bad. Like you know the earthquake came along and like wiped most like some of it out, right? But like you know as a people, we still you know we're still here, and that's what like 
you know. So yeah, it's like you can say, oh, that's a bad neighborhood. That's whatever. It's like I I, re- I refuse to, um, you know, like you know, like I say, you know, I I I, I don't I don't I won't do that. See, I look at it like I look I would I would say like yeah, I came from a bad neighborhood, but I survived that. Yep, yep, and that it makes you who you are. It, it's it's defining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, and and that's the thing. What I feel with adversity in general. Mm-hmm. Is is so 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 check this out, right? Let, let me let me let me let me throw this little bouncing ball, right? So I've been toying around with this idea in my head lately, which is that uh, ideas in your head. Once in a while, okay, and, and sometimes they be good too. No, I'm sure they are. Uh, <laughs> so what what I've been thinking, because uh, you know Dee McCoy, who uh, also has a show here. Yes, and, I know her. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Dee interviewed me on her show. And uh, she was asking me about uh, coming here to California from D.C. and just like leaving everything behind and pretty much starting my life all over again. Um, and what I wish I would have said was that the reason I was able to do that, to, to leave my comfort zone in the sense of not just like my hometown, but like my friends, my family, mm. the, the, the safety and familiarity of everything I'd ever known is because I trust myself. Mm. And the way that I've gained trust in myself is by having gone through a number of adversities mm-hmm. and overcoming them, yeah. enduring them. And it has defined me. So I, I wasn't afraid that I would come to California and not be able to survive and not be able to thrive. Like I trusted myself that whatever was thrown at me. Mm-hmm. You'd be able to handle. Yeah, it's a leap of faith. You know, when I when I came to Sacramento, I mean, I didn't know anybody in Sacramento other than, you know, uh, Larry Lee uh, that I had gone to school with, you know. And so, like, my family was all, you know, back in the Bay. Um, but, you know, you build, you know, and every day, you know, you add to, you know, your, your, your fam, uh, you know, your friend base, uh, the folks that, you know, will have your back, you know, when the chips are down, you know, and who will feed into you sometimes even when you don't believe, <laughs> you know what I mean, that you have the strength um, um, to do those things and to face those things. Uh, when And there have been days when, you know, I just said, you know what, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm tired, right, and, like, I, I can't do this no more. And then, like, you know, there's people, and, and it's surprise, it'll surprise you. Um, the people, it's like sometimes it's people you've done stories on, and you're like, oh, you know, to me that was, you know, and to them they're like, oh, no, you know, she did this, you know, bomb-ass story on me, right? And so, like, you know, they say, you uh, and cheer for you and cheer you on and hold you up some in, in, in some some regards uh, and and I know I, I've had that and I appreciate that and it just I mean like I said it's a leap of faith uh, and I think I, honestly I think every day is a leap of faith because uh, you can stay in the bed you know and there's some people who, who, who do that you know and said I just you know and they've tuned out you know but like when bad things happen and i mean i've gone through stuff that like would break you you know you're like okay but like uh and i had i'm gonna use it in another rap reference uh, i was watching uh nnpa uh, journalism um uh, entity um hosted a um a podcast with uh chuck d uh the legend um and um he was saying you know he was talking about the roots of hip-hop and like sort of how you know the monetization of a certain image in hip-hop but um he's like um, he's talking about you know the bronx and you know how um hip-hop got its start and he's like you know as a people you know we may have been broke <laughs> but we weren't broken uh and it's just like that spoke volumes uh mm-hmm. to me uh and i consider it's like you know I, i've been broke <laughs> <laughs> but fortunately you know i i haven't been broken because i've come from strong stock uh, mm. And we just, you know, sometimes you just got to get up, put your big girl panties on and, and, and keep it pushing because uh, there is no other option. And I, I just think like, you know, better is my due. Um, you deserve it. Yes. And that's how I, I, I'm going to get it. See, you know, I, I got to tell you, I have a tremendous amount of respect for, for what you just said. That okay. that It's almost as if, you know what? Tell me you're a writer without telling me you're a writer. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Cause, that, yeah. Because you just took the very sentiment of my soul and just so eloquently said it. And that is what I want for all of Sacramento. Mm-hmm. Like, like for, for a lot of people, they were born here. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a choice for them. I chose to come here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I gave up everything I knew 
and chose to be here and stay here. Mm-hmm. Like, I think Sacramento is my paradise. It's, it's the nicest place I've ever been. It's a remarkably flat city. Like, you can walk for miles and miles and miles out, blowing your knees out. I mean, the drivers are next level awful. I mean, I think we can all <laughs> agree on that. Um, I mean, the stuff I've seen on Sacramento roads is just like, how? How did you? I mean, I don't even assume they have licenses. I'm not even going to do the DMV like that. But I want the people of Sacramento, like from my heart, I want the people of Sacramento to have that feeling like we deserve better. And we are going to overcome the the issues and struggles that we face because not only because we have each other to rely on and we will hold each other up, but because we deserve it, because we have endured the pandemic, because we have endured the the mass exodus away from Sacramento, because we have endured the influx of people moving into Sacramento, because we have endured a homeless crisis, because we have endured uh, the violence, we have endured the the crime, we have endured the embezzlement, we have endured the, 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 the separations of community and the growing divides, but we survived all of that, and we are still here, Sacktown strong, you know, and so... Man, you see, you get me all fired up. Uh, I might have to get me a soapbox to stand on for uh, a minute. Give me a megaphone, put me outside City Hall. Let me just talk, 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 talk. But uh, enough about me. Let's talk about you. So, Genoa. Yeah. I wrote it down. <laughs> now I told you. Genoa. So, you, uh, you came up to Sacramento, I'm assuming right after college? Yes, literally. You came up to Sacramento. Uh, you became a journalist, you became an author, you became a writer, a member of the community, because your name definitely rings out in Sacramento. Uh, And you seem to have not only the ability to create your own poetry, but you seem to have a deep respect and affinity for poetry in general. I do. I mean, we have some great, great poets here in the greater Sacramento area. And I've done a lot of stories on, on, um, and um, uh, I've done a lot of stories on, you know, poets and, um, you know, other writers. And it's just, like you said, I have a a great respect um, for uh, the folks that that do it. Uh, And they've been doing it for a while, you know, like putting in work and then like hosting like venues, some of like the longest running venues uh, in town. I, and I just, I, I will say uh, I, I do have, um, and I, you know, I, I say back in the day, um, we used to go like Luna's, um, that's one, but like I have a, a certain affinity for uh, the Mahogany uh, series um, and the host uh, of that because when I first came to town uh, and I was doing like um, uh, um, open mic uh, and they like you know gave me like the forum to be able to like you know just come in and like and other other writers uh, to come in and just you know like test out the waters and it, it's all right. I gotta I gotta ask you a question. I'm so glad you mentioned mahogany because that name keeps coming up. Um, I keep hearing people mention mahogany in relation to poetry. Yeah, that I was I keep a hearing spot. poets themselves mention it. Like people are like paying tribute. Uh, can you tell me more about mahogany? Well, is it a place or is it an organization? Well, it, 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 it's it's a I would say a venue. Um, it, it's a spirit, really. Uh, uh, the tell spirit you the truth. Of well, yeah. Well, see, it started out. It was like um, a group of, of poets, and they were doing uh, the Brown Sugar Cipher, uh, and that sort of uh, morphed into mahogany. Uh, and it, like I said, is one of the longest running poetry uh, venues um, spots well, to do. They were at. Where is it? Um, they were at. Um, most recently, like permanent place, they were at uh, Queen Sheba's uh, on Broadway. Uh, and it was like a weekly venue, and they would bring like people from all over the country, like heavy hitters, right? And then they. Oh, so, uh, I'm sorry. So, so it's like the, like the equivalent, like, like the poetry equivalent of like a stand up comedy. Yeah, spot. yeah, yeah. They would go and, you know, they would host poetry. You know, you go and hear poetry, and you could hear like, you know, national folks come and feature. Uh, and then they, you know, they also had like open mic. And so you would hear and you would come back and you like, and then there were some folks that like rose out of the open mic and then, you know, then they go off and feature, you know, different places. Um, and so I just think the vibe was always cool. Uh, and then they had that honey wine. Uh, honey wine? <laughs> honey wine at Queen Sheba's. You haven't oh, had the honey wine? Actually, you know what? So I did go to Queen Sheba's. And you had um, some honey wine. And I did have the honey wine. It, um, 
it, it was it was different for me. For me, I, well, one yeah, let, me, you, let me preface this by saying okay. this is not a reflection of Queen Sheba at all. Um, not. I don't like wine in general, oh. uh, which is which really Sorry. is not so great because like I'm so close to the vineyards here in California, like they literally manufacture yeah, the wine. Yeah, they're gonna send you back to DC. They're gonna send me. Right, <laughs> they're gonna send me back to my Kool Aid and Rock Creek sodas. Yeah, yeah. So with that honey wine, the honey wine. I feel like that. I feel that like, yeah. Yeah, we're gonna leave it right there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Like, it was, it was better than, than a lot of the wines people have offered me to drink. Okay, gotcha. Um, gotcha, gotcha. It was, it was very, you know what it reminded me of? What? Kombucha. Oh. It kind of had that, um, like that, what do they call it? Fermentation? Oh, like, the way gotcha. kombucha has that flavor. Well, I, I like the honey wine. I'm gonna tell you the truth. You know, you have you know, you know get some nice food. You know, night you listen to some you know on the nice one. They have, you know they have poetry, um, but um, yeah. I, uh, and so uh, we're gonna get off the wine because well, you can start actually, telling wanna, the truth about the wine. I wanna, but I wanted to ask about the because sure. it was a really interesting thought. Because one, I mean, I think that would be super cool to be able to have uh, food. Which one? If you haven't been to Queen Sheba, um, it's an Ethiopian restaurant on Broadway. And one of the things about Ethiopian food is you get this bread called injera, injera. that it's served with. And you were meant to eat it with your hands. And you're meant to share it. So it's a very hands-on interactive experience. So to be able to do that and then have someone actually reciting poetry live or spoken word live, I would imagine that would be an amazing experience. What, what stands out to me about Sacramento, one of the many things that stands out to me about Sacramento is how... It's an incredibly artistic town, mm-hmm. and not not just in the sense of having its own artists, which are amazing. I mean, uh, what's the what's the name? What Ryan Coogler is it? Yes, Ryan Coogler. Who, um, the, who like direct, the, uh, um, Black Panther. Black right? Panther. Creed. The Creed series. He's from Sacramento. Uh, yeah, that, yeah. And Lavar Burton. And Richmond. Um, Lavar Burton is from Sacramento. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, he's the, awesome. The guy, the cowboy guy with the mustache, is from Sacramento too. Cowboy okay, uh, with the mustache. Oh, he's su- he's a super famous actor. He always uh, plays some form of uh, like the Western guy. He's, he always has the handlebar mustache. I can't think of his name offhand, but mm-hmm. I'll let you guys know uh, on my next episode. But Ooh, the thing is that, that like when I first came to Sacramento, here was like maybe the first ten things that stood out to me: um, the Ziggurat. Just oh yeah, the a Ziggurat. Remarkable yeah. piece of architecture. Yeah. yeah. If people like the Ziggurat, yeah, the right. Who? No. Uh, the ziggurat stands out, stood out to me, just, and um, then the Tower Bridge, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like mm-hmm. going into Oz. Just follow the yellow brick road. Oh uh, yeah. Um, but then, like, so you know, the Wide Open Walls Festival. Oh uh, yeah. Comes in and does these murals, and so I like. I remember I was walking down. Uh, I was walking down like J Street or I Street or something like that, and I just saw like this five story mural of Johnny Cash. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I've seen murals of, of Mr. T. Uh, Mr. Miyagi from the Karate Kid, uh, uh, Prince. Mm-hmm. So they had a Thanos mural uh, with the Infinity Glove, um, and then now wide open walls is painting their murals at the schools. Um, mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you've got the music scene in Sacramento, like concerts in the park. I mean, they get they they get headliners to come there. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, Rick Ross did a, a concert at Cesar Chavez Plaza. Rick Ross. Rick Ross. I mean, the Nappy Roots. Yes. Like, I mean, they really... I did that interview. They really get a lot of talent. Wait, you did... Say that again? Yeah, I did uh, an interview with Fish Scales. You missed you, you, that. You interviewed Fish Scales? I did. From the I Nappy did. Roots? I did. Before they came to... Yeah, that's how... Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. So you just know everybody. Yeah, well, you know, I know a few folks. Oh. So, yeah, Fish Scales... He was... He was he, um, Fish Scales are the Nappy Roots... Uh, I like we we had discussion, you know, about you know longevity, obviously, you know, in the business, uh, but also the business end. Um, they own a, a number of like um, businesses. They own like a, a like brewery. They own like they make their own beer, um, that kind of stuff. And it's like you know you have to flip the script, and you know you mature. <laughs> well, you know, I was with, really happy with to the industry. See, I was really happy to see him making such a good recovery. Yeah, um, from the yes. incident that happened a few yeah, weeks I ago. Sent, I sent I sent my my well wishes and prayers because uh, he got attacked, um, you know, and robbed. Yeah, uh, when people see see what you're doing, and you know, the devil tries to, you know, uh, interfere, but you keep, like I said, you keep it pushing. Got to keep moving forward. 
Um, and and you know, he, like I said, he's had, he's had such a great recovery. He's already back at the at the brewery. They're planning some big things. Um, I do follow him on Instagram. You can also follow him on Instagram if you like. Mm-hmm. He's at Nappy Scales. Uh, Fish Scales is his name. So I, you interviewed Fish Scales. Well, let me ask you: who, who are some of the big people, the biggest names you've interviewed? Big fi- See, I said there are no big people. No, there are no little people. Um, uh, but um, some of my favorite uh, interviews, uh, all time, all time favorite would be uh, um, the late icon, uh, iconic uh, actress uh, Ruby D. Uh, I got to interview uh, her, uh, and a lot of people know her from way back in the day. You know, um, she was an activist, um, actress, uh, Raising in the Sun. Um, um, she was uh, mother sister and do the right thing. Uh, she's had some iconic uh, roles uh, in, in the movie industry. Uh, so I got to interview uh, her. Um, uh, I got to interview um, Monique um, um, when she was um, promoting um, uh, the movie Precious uh, that she went on to win an Oscar for. Uh, and both of those uh, both of those uh, ladies are uh, also in my book. I wrote poems about each one of those in, in my 7 by 7 uh, kudos and Quinsalva's book, uh, just because I, I just admire them uh, so much. But uh, also one of my favorite uh, interviews, uh, Mark Curry, uh, the comic from uh, from Oakland. Remember uh, back in the day, uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper. I think he's on uh, tour right now uh, with I think Cat Williams, Lunell, um, I believe. Um, and he's just, uh, I, I think he's funny. It's like, he's one of those guys that like, you know, like, when we say, you said clean comic and you have this sort of, oh, what that means, clean comic, they don't, but like, he's like, I mean, he's, he's, he's the real deal. I, I, I liked him. And just like from like, he's just funny and I, I do like funny folks. Um, and I just think he's one of the good ones. And so, uh, he had a good attitude, uh, uh, when, when, um, when I interviewed him. Um, but I, you know, like, like I said, there's no little people, you know, so, um, you know, I, I've also, uh, interviewed like heads of states, but you know, I, I, you know, I also interview, you know, everyday people. Um, everybody has a story to tell. Everybody um, has a story. Yeah. That is 100% true. You know, Genoa Barrow, uh, I'd like to thank you on behalf of our listeners for uh, agreeing to this interview and taking the time to come into our studio. Thank you um, for having me. The pleasure has been entirely, entirely mine. I uh, know. <laughs> this is just, <laughs> it's just been so great. So, uh, again, that's Genoa Barrow, who we uh, have been speaking with. She is an author. And she, oh, you know, one question, because I'm sure people are going to ask. So the title of your book is 7 by 7 Kudos and Quonsabas. What is a Quonsaba? A Quonsaba, uh, thank you for asking. A Quonsaba is a, a format that was uh, created by Dr. Eugene Redman. Um, he's the poet laureate of East St. Louis, but uh, he's also uh, he's also taught at Sac State on a number of occasions. And it's 49 words altogether, um, but it's seven, it, it, it's the, the Quonsaba is a blend between the words Kwanza, uh, Kwanza and the Naguza Saba, which are the seven principles that guide Kwanza. And so it's seven lines of seven words each, and each word can be no longer than seven letters. Oh, seven, seven, seven. Oh, it's a challenge, the scale. All right. <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking thank the you. time to come out and interview us and uh, interview us. See, look at me throwing, already throwing myself in the hat. I'm like, I want to be interviewed by Genoa Barrow. Uh, if you're lucky. Uh, if I, I'm, I'm going to do something. Uh, thank you so much for allowing me to interview. Thank you for being thank on you. Verbal Radio. Uh, I hope Appreciate to have it. you back one day soon. Uh, thank you all for listening. This is KUBU 96.5 FM. Please stay tuned. You'll catch us next week, Verbal Radio, on Wednesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Perfect. All right. You guys have a good one. Anything you want to say last? Janoa, you want to say goodbye? No, just just peace. Peace. And peace, be well. Peace. And peace, be well. Peace. And be well. Peace. And be well. Peace.